The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network, found in cyberspace at BICBP-radio.com. Power Rangers! We are live. Ray, welcome to another live stream of the right after, whatever the hell you want to call this, of Power Rangers Beast Morphers episode, what is it, season two, episode six? Season two, episode six, otherwise entitled The Blame Game. The Blame Game. Let me turn my volume down on my phone. Something that Sean likes to do, play. Play video games. They're good. I like them. I've been on a Red Dead kick. Yeehaw, uh, uh, GTA? Red Dead 2, yeah. GTA meets the Wild West. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Anyways, we're not here to discuss that. We're here to discuss Power Rangers Beast Morphers Season 2, Episode 6, or Series Episode, what, 904? 903, I think. 900 and this many. Whatever that many is. We How did we open this? It was... uh. It was Steel. no, it was yeah. They're playing football, and then there was a a, a hard ass dad. I appreciate this guy very much, by the way. Yeah, that's Sean uh, Fritz. Yeah. Okay. So just because you said that, I'm going to put what I actually wrote down here. So this dad makes his millennial daughter clean up her COVID nineteen gloves, and I think this little girl's acting coach was one Christian Ingram. Nope, she would have been a god if I was her acting coach. She was pretty good at being a dickhead. I'm pretty good at that too. Yeah. Yeah. So continue with your notes. Then everybody educates Steel on discipline, and Steel's like, hmm, let's turn this up to 11. No, he didn't turn it up to 11. He turned it up to Sean Fritz mode. He turned it up to good parenting. If that's what you want to call it. Yelling at people over juice, a gum, lunchbox. So you were a server. Yes. The number one thing with serving, obviously, is bring the right stuff. Secondly, it was... Don't chew gum because, you know, that's rude as shit, and you can chew gum obnoxiously. Did that one time because I forgot to brush my teeth. But you spit your gum out pretty quick, right? Uh, After the first few tables, yeah. Yeah, but you spit it out. It wasn't an all day. Oh, no, I can't stand that. There's a comedian. You will not know who he is when I tell you. His name is Bill Hicks. Was He's since passed. Pancreatic cancer. It's a death sentence. He died in 94, I believe. Before but I was he has born. This... You going to play your sound effects, the cricket ones? <laughs> Power. Wrong one. Jesus. Morning, Darth Ridden. Morning, Barrel Bob. So he has this joke where he's like, I was at a Waffle House one time, and the server comes up to me chewing gum. It's like, what you reading for? Not what am I reading. What am I reading for? The punchline of the joke as well, so I don't become a fucking Waffle House waitress. The setup of it being the gum, chewing gum. Please don't ever make that sound effect again. Sean Fritz does what Sean Fritz wants. So, anyways, we go back a little bit. The first guy he starts disciplining is 
the, the, this grid battle force employee, which honestly, Cole, let's call him what he is. Cole, Cole's a young passive male who is so happy to have this job, but sucks at being a let's open your whatever you're bringing in and looking at it. He's Continue. like, bro, that's her lunch. She brings it every day. But so, that's how they trick you. I don't know. Me, I would let it go. You, you would be like, nope, got to inspect it every day. So we're different in that way. Well, part of it too is that's your job to look at everybody's stuff. I guess, but Steel goes overboard. He's oh, like, yeah. go clean this, and he's like, what? Yeah, he tells him to go sweep up some. <laughs> that I appreciated because he's sweep like, outside. I'm like, makes sense there, boss man. To put it in perspective, when you go somewhere to a privately run business, not like a public park where you can just go. When you go to a business, if you're a customer, you just walk in and you do your customerly business. You buy things, you, you know, whatever. I work for a consulting company with banks. So there are times, as you know, if you listen to this or have watched these videos in the past, I travel up until this whole BS that's going on currently. The Evox virus. Exactly. Whenever I go to a building for the first time, I always ask, do you need me to sign in? Because I'm a vendor. I'm not an employee, so I don't have a badge. I'm not an everyday occurrence there. So I always ask, do you need me to sign in if they have a policy for that? Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. I just ask. It's the more positive part of begging for forgiveness than asking for permission. I'm asking permission instead of begging for forgiveness after the fact. That's understandable. But... I don't know. I just feel like Steel was going OP with some of this stuff. But you, you're like, nope, he did the right thing. Well, he did go overboard in the fact that he basically assumed power, which is a little overboard for a half-man, half-machine ranger that has one job, you know, being a ranger as opposed to being the boss. And later on in the episode, Steel is just handing out emotional ass-whoopings. And later in the episode, spoiler alert, he fires Cole. It's like, what? Like, who gave you that power? Yeah, and Commander's like, well, I guess he's right. They looked at the Commander, they're like, Commander, he's like, she's like, nope, he's kind of right. But then he's like, oh, shit, we're going to have a lawsuit because the Evox virus. Yep, so they decided to hire him back at the end of the episode, but we'll get to that later. Steel, in his mini uh, emotional ass whoopings, as Sean likes to call it. <laughs> you know that is a very apt description. Okay, so first he starts with Cole, and then where does he go? He goes, the two people going too fast in the oh, golf yeah. cart. Um, in the golf cart, the chick with the shoelaces. Yeah. He doesn't. Hand, he just yells at her. He doesn't tell her to tie everybody else's shoelaces. That would have been hilarious. So, speaking to this, Steele is very over the top. He's like a 30-year-old that just escaped his parents' basement for the first time and doesn't know what sunlight looks like. I think there's a documentary about that, quite honestly. I wish that Steel went all conspiracy theory on like why these people did were doing these things. Like they're driving too fast because the Loch Ness monster is supposed to be leaving the Loch Ness Lake. You know, he's on a tour or something. She so didn't you wanted him to come Alex she's Jones. part of the Illuminati or something like that. You wanted him to go Alex Jones mode. That's what you're saying. Well, I wanted him to remember in the first episode where he was all Alex Jones. <laughs> And then yeah. the second episode, they're like, eh, well, fuck this storyline. We're going to drop it real yep, quick. Yeah, drop like, it. It's hot. Time to drop it. And yes, Barrel Bob says, I'm the captain now. That's exactly how Steel was. Yeah. How are you going to order a server around, like, trying to tell him what to do, like, as a punishment? <laughs> He's like, your punishment is, 
Yo, I wish somebody would have told me I was punished as a server because I would have been like the biggest yeet. And you're telling somebody who you don't work with. You're just a patron of that business. So that is the your... quickest way to get somebody to spin your food. Yeah, like, I've I'd seen never the movie do waiting. That, but some some people you'll piss off and they'll do that. Yeah, I've seen the movie waiting. Yep. It happens. I mean, he's a robot, so I guess it really doesn't Wait, matter. Wait, are you admitting him. that people contaminate people's food with bodily fluids? Huh? Are you admitting that you've seen people contaminate food I with bodily fluids? I have seen people have, who have done it. Oh, so you've never, incriminate, incriminatingly, you've never seen anyone do it to no. testify against them? Nope. I would never do it, and I've never seen anybody do it, but I know people have done it. Steel foil hat. Perfect. I'd be okay with it. Barrel Bob, perfect. You get an A-OK emoji in the chat. I was going to say something, but we already talked about this the other day, so I'm going to leave it alone because it made okay. you really mad. Oh, it did. And I appreciate you not bringing it up anymore. Okay. But, yeah, Steel was going a little overboard, and I think this a is little. About, well, a lot overboard, but I think that's about as much as we're going to say about that because that was the basic premise of the story this episode, but... The other story was the Robotron. He was a puppeteer, puppet master. Yes, that freaking puppet that he wore on his hand, that thing was goofy as hell, but I love the fact that a monster of the week, monster of the day, had a hand puppet. It's like Mr. Garrison is now a Power Rangers character. Who's Mr. Garrison? Shut up. <laughs> Mrs. Garrickson, or whatever, whatever, whatever they are now. Whatever it is this season. Huh? Whatever, whatever the what storyline they're going with this season. Yeah, whatever they are. See, I'm up to date on my PC words. Word. So, the Robotron, he first, he takes control of Cole. And that's what really starts the whole him walking in without getting the box checked. But at this point, it's not really his fault because he's being controlled. And he takes the box to Nate. And Nate's just like, oh, what's this? And he opens it. He literally opens it and goes, what the hell? That puppet, I think, had changed looks from the time that it was in the parking lot to look like Blaze to the time it got to Nate when it looked like Nate. Yes. Okay. So there are two different props, and we should try to find those and buy those. No. The only prop I ever tried to buy from Power Rangers was the gun from the uh, Silver Guardians, and it was like $200 at PMC. And you know what I said to that? You said, uh, thank you, but I, I this is outside of my price range, so therefore I would like to yeet my way over there. Dang, you said the word in there. I was just going to go, yeet. I knew it was coming. So when Nate opened it, he's just like, all right, dude, what what the hell? And then it just absorbs into his body, and I'm like, hey. It did the same thing with Cole, too, so you knew I mean, it wasn't yeah, you anything knew it was new. happening, but it's like, it's still weird. He got those reverse flash eyes, too. Oh, those are pretty cool. Let me look in the chat real quick. So we have... Chris, I've been keeping up. Crystal Cummings, Barrel Darth Bob, Ren is on my Darth side Ren. with the uh, the AOK -okay symbol. AOK. -okay. So Nate gets taken control of, and the commander calls uh, the Rangers who are at the juice bar or Riptide, Riptide, Riptide Cafe. Or, see, it's really weird for me to call it that because there's a restaurant around here called Riptides. They're awful. Okay. So this is a, it's a Power Rangers cafe. What do you think it is? Is it Power Rangers logic? There? Power Rangers logic. Go. So the commander calls the Rangers and like, all right, get your ass back to base. There's a Robotron out here. And they're like, all right, call Nate. And they're like, we've been trying. And they're like, weird flex, but okay. Verbatim, that was the whole scene. 
Yeah, yeah, man. I'm pretty good at describing things. Mm-hmm. So they get back there, and they see Nate walk out of Grid Battle Force in his costume or in his ranger suit. And they're like, oh, he about to give this Robotron the work. And, and they just... high-fived, and he handed out some physical-ass whoopings. Can we just say that he whooped all the rangers while they were unmorphed? I mean, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm. But my favorite part of that whole fight scene was when he called the Tronics. Oh, I know. That was so good. I was like, oh, shit. It's like, now he can do that. He's like, Tronics! And then so, the, the yeah, monster can, goes... So oh. that means that who can call the Tronics then? Is it someone that is tied to Evox or the Gigatron? Or is it anybody can just be like, high five, into the air, Tronics. Yeah, and that's about what he did. He's like, Tronics! I'm like, but, what? But basically, he was being puppeteered by the dude, the, the, the what do they say, the Controlatron, I think is the name. These names have been awful of these robots this season. One thing to note that we completely skipped over, when Nate received the delivery from Cole, did you notice the crossbow or the bow and arrow he was working on? Yeah, yeah. It's actually one of the things that um came with the toys, but he sent out a tweet earlier, I think yesterday or today, saying when he was, even for that one scene he was holding it up, he said his arm was shaking because of how heavy it was. Really? Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's hmm. kind of wild. The Beast X Blaster the upgraded model. They showed that in the third episode, and then it didn't make an appearance until the fourth one, I believe. So do you think this one will show up next week? Uh, maybe. I know we only have three episodes left until the break, so I'm wondering if... Stupid. Yeah, I I don't like this break. Thank you, Walking Dead, for making mid-season breaks a thing. It was The Walking Dead, by the way. That sounds about right. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm wondering if they're going to use it in the next episode, but I'm thinking it's going to have something to do with the King Zord when they finally have that show up. Maybe. Mm. So you said it was next week? Or two episodes left? Three episodes, because we're on episode six right now. So seven and eight, or eight, seven, eight, and nine? Seven, eight, and nine. Okay. Because I see Beast King Rampage. I'm assuming that's the King Zord you're talking yeah. about. That's next week. And then Boxed In, which is on the 18th. And there's nothing on Philo after that for upcoming. And it could just be that they haven't put any more programming in there yet. Yeah, they probably haven't put any programming in there. But let's talk about the biggest scene of this episode. After the fight, Robotron (laughs) tricks Nate. Sir, Sir Cam in the chat says, time to hit the weights, son. I think he's referring to Nate. Yeah, I know about the bow and arrow. I don't know how heavy that was, so I can't say. But uh, when he took Nate back to uh, Evox, Evox, do you think that what he was programming had something to do with the Dino War? That would be nice. That's a good setup. I don't know what the uh, Sentai setup is. Nothing. Oh. It's a standalone movie. Oh, okay. So it's one of the pre-postseason things. The in theaters now, this next Sentai season episode thing. Yeah, because in it, the Gold Ranger got got, and he's dead. Mm. And, or, no, he's not dead. He's, like, destroyed in, in the grid or whatever, or whatever their equivalent mm. is. And he comes back, and I'm like, okay. And then he disappears again. All right. So, yeah, but hopefully they're shutting up the Dino War. That's what I want. So the episode... Let's see. So, Steel fires Cole, like we said. That was, like, yeah. the next part. Cause he's like, that was the best, scene in, the best scene in the whole show. I loved it. He's like, you suck. 
get out of here. You can't look at stuff, so therefore you're fired. How great would it have been if he did the Vince McMahon firing? Oh, I need a fan cut on YouTube for that. You're fired. You can even take you can lift my awful audio and do that too. That would have been fantastic. Like just he'd be like, I can't say this right, but my friends can and, and it's Vince McMahon on the screen. Oh yeah, he's like, um, I'm gonna bring in the big boss on this. And then you just cut to the screen where they showed Nate getting reverse flash eyed. And then you just see Vince McMahon green screened over it where he's just Oh, gosh. For those who don't know who Vince McMahon is, he... He's, you should. Yeah, like, if you watch Power Rangers, you've heard of Vince McMahon. That's probably a fair statement. If you watch Power Rangers, you probably watch wrestling, so... I might be able to pipe it in through my phone. I have an audio mixer. Listen to last week's episode. Yeah, he's having a lot of fun with that, but... Power af- Rangers logic. Okay, there's that. So There's that, too. After he fires... Oh, shit. There is a five-minute YouTube video, Vince McMahon, You're Fired compilation. I look up to see if there's a song. Oh, you know there is. Oh, I know. So, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dig it up. I'm not gonna dig it either. Sucker. So after they fire him, what what do they do? They um. Well, uh, Devin wasn't even there for that. Ben and Betty just tell him, "Hey, we think Nate's out back." Like what? Yeah. What? Uh, what happened to him? Oh, he's out back. Sorry, that's a Tom Segura bit where there's talking about. He's like, yeah, our three kids went to Harvard and Yale and Princeton. He's like, but you have four kids. Yeah, he's out back. I think it's on his album, White Girls with Cornrows. You can imagine what that album's about. I don't want to know. I'll play it for you sometime. You'll appreciate it. But anyway, it's like he's out back. Plot of convenience to get Devin out back for Cole's redemption of, hey, I've been fired and I'm not Spider-Man, so... That's not my problem. You know, Spider-Man origin. Oh, that could have been Cole's origin story. He, for, he did look like somebody who could become a ranger. I wish they would. I, I wrote that down. Like, where's Cole's redemption story? Is it just telling Devin? I, I he hope he's not caught? a one-off character because I actually like him. You mean like the guy that was supposed to become the White Ranger in Money Morphin Season 2? You mean like, Brad whatever? Guy that had no personality at all. VR Trooper? I don't think he was even on Vion Troop. He was like, hey, hi, guys. Oh, I'm you're talking about you. you're talking about the, the love interest for uh, Trini. For oh, one you... and a half episodes. Yes, him. I was talking about the other dude. I was talking about dude from VR Trooper. Cause he's... Oh, no. Anyways, Devin's out back. He's like, I don't see him. I guess we're going to have to look at security camp. And it's like one of them old cartoons because he's right behind you. Yeah, you don't see him because every time you look this way, he goes over here. And then you look this way, and he's over here. Yeah, and then was... he like taps you on the shoulder and you look over here and he's over here. And then he starts it's a Bugs Bunny cartoon. He starts running at him and then of course commercial break. Well yeah. And then they have to play the last four seconds again after the commercial break, which by the way, are you going to watch the new Harvey Danger show? <laughs> I love how you look to your left, and when I look at you, I look to my left, but on the screen I'm looking to the right, so it looks like you're looking at me and I'm looking away from you. I'm looking at my camera. I know my camera is angled slightly because otherwise you would see the mess that's over here over my left shoulder. This one. Oh, here. there's a mess right in front of the camera. Yeah, his name's Christian Ingram. No, his name is Sean Fritz. These things happen. <laughs> anyway, so. Oh, I just got a YouTube notification. Yes. Legend of the White Dragon. We're back. Yep, pledged a hundred dollars to it. Humble brag. Yeah, I kind of oh, want to see what they do. Brad it's Hawkins. written by. Okay, 
Is so, that the guy from VR Troopers? No. So I didn't realize, but it's written and directed by Johnny Young Bosch. So I'm like, all right. Oh, really? This yeah. episode? Huh? Or White no, no, Dragon? No. Legend of the White Dragon. Oh, so you know it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's going to have a lot of anime influence, and that's why I want to see it. So I was like, Makes whatever. And, and we could sell some of the stuff at the conventions that they're sending us. All I really want is a shirt. Cool. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. Let's stay off a tangent. Let's stay out of tangent town. Today. So Cole, he yells at Devin, behind you! So Devin turns around and is like, ah, and saves his life. Mm-hmm. And then they both morph. What I don't understand is why, while he's fighting Nate, he doesn't use his beast X mode. He's just like, yeah, I'll fight Nate regularly. And I'm like, okay, I get you the Red Ranger, but the gold and silver are supposed to be more powerful, like right here, and you're supposed to be right here, and then your beast X mode is supposed to take you up here. Well, because this was a Sentai fight scene. True, you could tell... I pride myself on being able to tell when they're using Japanese footage. Everybody knows when they use Japanese footage. Not everybody. The first season of Beast Morphers, they were real good about it. This one, eh, a little less. Japanese than... lettering. Well, that too. Oh, Orville says I am not a mess. Um, But he's wrong. Well, he's also right. But so they fight and then Nate's like, oh, I'm going to go for the misdirect. Not Nate, Evan. Yeah, and he throws his sword at the Robotron, who really wasn't even that powerful. He was just like, I'm a puppet master. Well, he was because he could control anybody. And as we saw later, he took control. Uh, well, this whole fight scene was to split the teams because you take the Red Ranger out of the mix. So you can't make any Megazord um, because there were two Giga Drones. So the only Megazord that was in there at the beginning, somehow he was able to use the Gold Ranger Zord. Yeah. It was like, okay, makes sense. My best guess is because he's tied to Nate's DNA. Um, I don't really care. I liked it. You know what it is? Power Rangers logic. Fair enough. But, 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 I really like the fact that they split the team up. Oh, Orville says there's a simple explanation for that. I need I'm that waiting. on a hotkey. I'm waiting. No, that's it. Oh, okay. Okay. So what did you think about them splitting up the team? I think they should do that more. It gave us more of a... Uh, of a Megazord fight instead of just two minutes. It gave us like four minutes. Well, I think part of it too is that they do this pretty frequently, except they don't split up the team strategically. Like they split up the team so that they can make a Megazord. And in doing that, they give them their better weapon than individuals, than them individually. Yeah, it would have been smarter if Steel had been the one to go out back and find Nate. Not Devin, but I guess for Sentai footage, it had to be Devin. Unless they were going to film a new fight scene, but then they'd have to film a new Megazord scene, and they don't have that stuff in New Zealand. So they got to work around it, but it is what it is. Overall, this episode was pretty good. They end up freeing uh, Nate. They beat the Just, Robotron. Well, and you're missing one critical point of the Zord fight. The second Giga Drone reverse flashes the, uh, the oh, Gorilla yeah, Zord. Oh, yeah, puts the thing thing in uh, the gorilla yeah, and he starts whooping on steel so the gorilla zord can take out the steel gold megazord well i don't think steel was fighting him at full power he was like yo i don't want to hurt ravi okay i guess that does make sense that's what devin was trying to do with nate he's like yo i don't want to hurt him but nate was also whooping their ass oh yeah he wasn't holding back because he was on under... so i would like to have seen but it's also been beaten to death where nate can't control himself but he knows what's going on. This was just like, 
hey, we're going to take over his entire everything. But I did like the fact that they kept it firm that, you know, hey, we're although Smash was like, hey, I know what the hell's going on, but I can't do anything about it. He's also a robot. So no memory. All zeros and ones. Zero, 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 one. So actually, that's too short. It has to be one more bit longer, and then it'll be a slash thirty-two wildcard. Well, thank you for that, Sean Fritz. Information. <laughs> Subnetting one hundred and one. Stick here. You'll pass your CCNA in real time. Ooh, Striker Megazord. We've been corrected. There's something new. <laughs> that happens all <laughs> the time. So <laughs> once they beat the little Robotron or whatever it's called, right? Nate. Uh, the uh, controllatron or whatever. Yeah. Where does Nate come from? Because he just shows up in the Megazord. He's like, all right, I'm here. Like, all right, but from well, where? When he beat him, Nate's like, oh, my head. Ow. Let me grab my helmet. And then they're like, all right. Devin says, we're on our way. And then they just, for the interest of time, they just cut out all the. They didn't have to pad it with the uh, continual. Well, the Cheetah Zord is um, vroom, vroom, vrooming through the town. And the Nate Zord is coming from wherever the hell it comes from. I can't remember. So they just cut that for time. Kind of like in Mighty Morphin Season 1 where they cut a lot of the Megazord sequence has been initiated thing and then the arms spin out and then, you know, the pterodactyl flies all over the place. They, they that had did actually, take up a lot of time. Why do you think they did it for the first 10, 15 episodes? Because they didn't have a story to write. Then they eventually got good at it. True. Ish. Good-ish. Thanks, Power Rangers. Yes. So they form two different Megazords and then they completely destroy the Gigatrons. Mm-hmm. Which well, now I'm, Orville's getting it right. Sean times Rocky, Roxy. She's too young for you. Uh, okay, I'm not okay with that then. I mean, she's like 20. Okay, still, I'm okay with that again. Thumbs down. Anyways. <laughs> I'm back on board. Yeah. Just like you. Nate was in the Megazord from nowhere. So, hold on a second. So, step back. Once Devin beats the, the hand puppet, I think the reason that he didn't want to use it logically in real people logic, is because he didn't want to hurt his friend. I guess. Then he puts on the uh, the Tommy shield, and they do their final bang-bangs. And talk about the Red Ranger pose down after he does the cheetah, I'm going to run through this golden ring video game action. You don't like the pose down? Dude, it was way too long. You could cut out a couple of those frames. All right, Sean, you go tell the directors and editors, and you go tell them, hey... I got Cut a laundry list of things to talk to Chiplin about at PMC. Fingers crossed that PMC still happens. We can only hope. Speaking of which, I need to talk to you about something some about that later. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. So anyway, so there's two Giga Drones. One takes over Ravi's Zord. We talked about that already. Devin and Nate beat the 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 Giga not the Giga yeah the Giga Drone. No, Giga Drones are the big ones. The Robo Drone. Too many overlapping names. But then once they all get there. Then they form the the normal Megazord, and Devin does his Cheetah Nerf Gun Blaster and wins the day. Nate does the other one, and they beat both monsters at the same time. Bang, bang, skeet, skeet. The first part, not so much the second. True, true. Then we go back to Grid Battle Force where they're having a powwow, and Nate's like, I'm so sorry. And by the way, I don't remember a damn thing. It was just foggy and a haze, and that's when Steel's like, oh, shit. I fired that guy for no reason. It's like you fired somebody for some reason because you're a dick, or at least you were being a dick. Is there a video of Vince McMahon saying you're hired? No, but I think there's one of somebody who was he was actively feuding with at the time. They should have played that. 
that you're fired and you're hired. All right. We're going to circle back to this. And I'm not the circle back guy because I really don't like that word uh, phrase. But Orville says, did I ever tell you about the time I got baked into a pizza? We'll talk about that in a few minutes. I like pizza. Anyways, long story short, Cole shows back up on his girl bike because it's got a sissy bar. Yo, they're be, saving the planet. Don't, it don't could be a somebody. No, it could be a mountain boarding bike, too. They're, the bars are a little lower, the crossbar. Yes. And Steele does his best Fonzie impression to not say I'm sorry or I was wrong. He just says, shit happened. You want to get your job back? And uh, Cole's like, yeah, yes, sir. I want my Absolutely. jobs back. Yes, sir. I would like another. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah. And uh, Ben and Betty, there's this running um, joke in air quotes, if you will, of them with a leaf or uh, of a yard vacuum leaf blower. <sighs> we could have done without it. At this point, they just need to leave them alone. Have them show up like Balkan Skull did in, in space five times a season. Or how about better yet, have them show up like Bulk and the Professor in Lost Galaxy. Two episodes. Yeah. Ben and Betty are starting to wear thin. They're just giving them the same thing. <laughs> Shit happens. Steel 2020. I'm okay with that. And Orville goes, Liana Ramirez, Roxy is 21. Okay. You ask him when uh, Jacqueline's birthday is, and he'll tell you that in a heartbeat. May 15th, 2000. I have it written down mm-hmm. in my notes somewhere. Somewhere, yeah, you know, you pulled it off the top of your head. I know. I don't know why I still remember that because that was for a video like over a year ago. Yes. I do approve of the shit happens, Steel 2020. Yeah, we need to get a shirt like that. I like the way you think. So in the comments, would you guys buy something like that? If we made something like that? Anyways, how many morphers out of 10 would you give this episode of Beast Morphers? I thought it was decent. I thought, I mean, there's obviously things they could have done better, but I like the fact they make Nate not remember what he did, so he doesn't remember what he did for Evox, which is going to make people be like, all right, well, what's going on? So I give it 7 out of 10. That's a good point. I forgot about that. The story was good. The action, I think the story and the action were well-balanced. There were some logic leaps that, you know, Power Rangers logic. Yes. So that, I would agree with you. I'd give it about between six and a half and seven. I think I'll, I'll lean more towards a seven as well. And, you know, it's, it's a decent episode. It's a story progression for Evox. That's it. Which um, I, I really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't overdo it with the Evox. They didn't overdo it with stuff like that. No mare in this episode, by the way, just Evox. And no good Blazer Roxy. Like, come on now. I know. I, I, I noticed that. I'm getting disappointed with that because I'm like, yo, they were chosen to be Rangers for a reason. And stuff happened to where they couldn't, which means obviously they're strong fighters. I'm telling you, I want good Blaze and good Roxy versus evil Blaze and evil Roxy. Can't argue with that. So, yeah. Sean, how many morphers did you say you would give it? I would agree with you. I'd say seven. Seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before we get on out of here, we got a few announcements. I can't announce the one oh, thing. Oh, okay. The only thing that I can announce is what we're doing. Okay. Um, CyberCon 2020 is an online Comic-Con that will be happening April 17th through the 19th. And on April 18th, that Saturday, me and Sean will have an online live panel podcast with Colin Bass and William Schufeld. 
Colin Bass being from Crimson Vision Studios doing Power Rangers First Ninja, Shattered Pass, and Rise of Ninja. And, and a William... former guest on the Audio Power Rangers in Cyberspace podcast. True. And newcomer William Schufelt from Power Rangers Ninja Steel and Super Ninja Steel will be joining Super. us. The Red Ranger Super, Dimensions Super in Danger. Farts. And now working with Crimson Vision Studios for Rise of the Ninja, which... Go check out their channel, Crimson Vision Studios. They just released episode two of First Ninja, which I have not watched yet. I need to. Cybercon, go to my Facebook page, The Power Rangers Guy. I've shared a lot of stuff about it. We will be putting up graphics here soon. We'll just do more marketing for it. Yeah, and, and then there's another panel we can't announce yet. Be on the lookout for that. I'm doing a live stream Thursday with my friend Thomas, who is working with Cybercon. This weekly or bi-weekly live stream will be called The Ranger Experience, where I talk to different Power Rangers fans about their experience of the fandom and just BS with them and ask them what their favorite season is and depending on what they're into. But yeah, we'll be announcing that this Thursday at 7 p.m., I think it is. The, the new thing? The big thing? Yeah, big thing, big thing. Just think of Power Rangers and Star Wars. Hmm. 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 Mm. You should scratch your hat for a second. I don't have a hat to scratch. Mm. No, the front of it. Mm. No, up higher, right here. Oh, you mean my Andros? Yeah. Hmm. What could it be? Hmm. I wonder. Anyway, CyberCon is an online convention because in the wake of this whole COVID-19 BS, this worldwide epidemic, a lot of conventions are being canceled or postponed. Hopefully they're just being postponed, such as Fayetteville Comic Con, which yes. is supposed to be in three weeks. Now it's in a couple More months. More than three, 11 months, 11 weeks. 11 been, months, Jesus. Jeez, yeah. Oof. I mean, technically it will be because, or, well, if they do another spring show, it'll be in 12. So yeah, Fayetteville's been pushed back to June 20, what do we say it was? The the last weekend in June. Yeah, one from the last weekend in April to the last weekend in June, which is 27 and 28. Oh, fuck. That's the second weekend of Mercury Retrograde. I'm not a big woo-woo person, but... Damn, Mercury Retrograde sucks. I, I don't hate even it. know what that is. <laughs> ninja trash and super ninja trash. <laughs> ninja fart jokes. Mercury Retrograde is basically a thing where the moon gets... Uh, Mercury moves closer or further from the sun, and it just has a big effect on all electronics. Being in the IT world, I this it's one of the astrological things that I actually am aware of and do find some credence in. But join me for my Mercury Retrograde podcast. Sean Fritz. <laughs> talks about I, nothing i'll just talk shit i hate mercury but it has to exist for a reason true so cybercon is a way for fans to connect with their their celebrity their i almost said celebrity friends uh with their uh with the celebrities that they appreciate we'll be on what as you said what is the website is it just cybercon it's just cybercon facebook page it's not really a website so search for cybercon and it's got a bunch of lightning bolt themed letters right yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah. So we'll um is it will it be in the description of this video? Um, the, the Facebook link? My Facebook link is there. You can go to my Facebook page and search for stuff, but I don't it's not in the link of this video. How about you put it in there, please? Because going to your Facebook page to search you have way too much shit in there for someone to just find it randomly. I'm wondering if I can edit I've never edited anything live. Well you do it in post. Hang on. We'll fix it in post. How's that sound? But it's it's basically an online convention of sorts. You can buy things from the different celebrities. If you listen to this, if you're still here, then you will. Oh, I will win, Orville. Oops, CyberCon is in the description now. 
Um, wrong. Sean will not win. Speaking of which, why why Sean will not win? I have a personal trainer, and he's going live with Colin Bass tonight at 9 p.m. on Instagram. So go follow NerdFlex on Instagram. That's the 4th of April. April 4th. And WrestleMania is tonight. You mean part one? Yeah, hot garbage. Hot yes. Garbage. Yes. I will not be watching as I have not watched the last few WrestleManias. And uh, WrestleMania peaked at WrestleMania 13. Just like Christian. Wrong. <laughs> so anyway, CyberCon, it's a, like I said, it's an online convention. You can sit, you do it from your home, do it from your phone, do it from your computer, do it from your TV if your TV supports it. It's put on by a local-ish place and um, somewhere. It's in the internet. It's in, it's in the grid. It's in cyberspace. That's why I picked the name Power Rangers in cyberspace. Also, if you are a fan of In Space... Pick yourself up one of these little deals. It's oh, from, I was actually about to say some. Hey, it's from uh, West Coast Comics. Christopher Kamen Lee, Andros. It's a coin. It's not a coin shape in that it's not circular. It is a Ranger helmet shape, half Andros on this side, half Ecliptor on that side. If you ever meet Chris, he'll tell you why. And on the back, it's got this really cool, what is that, Andros with a spiral saber? Yes. And Ecliptor with his, uh, with his S word. And it's got the logo at the top, Power Rangers in Space. It, it would be funny if it said Power Rangers in Cyberspace. I wish. But anyway, it's a. if you're watching the video, it is a, like I said, it's a coin. I'll put it on Instagram when I post well, He'll this put the link in the episode. bio of Instagram. Yeah, but it's it also comes with a certificate of authenticity, and it's also signed by Chris on the back. I have a couple things signed by Chris. And, uh, you know, in these weird times, which is why CyberCon exists, it's good to support, if you can, your celebrity friends, as I called, as I called them a minute ago. Your, um, the, the actors and, and, artists. and those that, yes, the artists, any kind of artist, acting, Podcasters. Artwork, uh, yes, because we get no sponsors for this show. But it's, it's definitely something that if you can do it, you should do it because their livelihood is based on interacting with the fans, going to conventions, and all of that has been pulled out from them because of this weird event. Some aren't affected. Fortunately, I'm not. Christian, fortunately, if you ask him on any given day, he's not because he is considered essential. Yeah, am, tell my work that essential. Yeah, I, I am able to work from home and I have been for almost eight years. So, and my whole company can. So it's fortunately I'm not lost, but there are plenty of people that are furloughed and have lost their jobs or their business has closed. There are plenty of small businesses that will be closing permanently because of this bullshit that's going on right now. You know, yeah, it's like not. comic stores. If, if you can get in lo uh, contact with your local comic store, just PayPal them the money for your comics like you would normally do places, and just pick them up. Well, a lot of comics are actually shipping them. You know, you buy whatever. I have like four weeks worth of comics sitting in my shop. Even though they're closed on their website, it says that you can just message them in whatever fashion they have set up and they will be able to ship you your comics. You pay them. They stay in business. Even though Diamond, for some stupid reason, has stopped receiving all deliveries as of April 1st and they will not be fulfilling anything, a lot of industries are now on hold. And it's, I hate it. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. But yeah, so let's rock it. Let's beat this Evox virus. Support everybody that you can. And Christian, let's power down.